Thank you. The needle and the mouse. 37, wow. Uh, July. That's older than we are. July, which means it's been more than a month. It's been way, it's been like two months at least. Sorry, guys. It's been a long time. Lauren's been very busy. So have you. Covering Men's Fashion Week. That was part of it. Which I still don't understand. What is there not... I don't understand what you don't understand. What, like, where on the spectrum were the clothes? Was it, like, suits? Or was it, like... There was a lot of suiting, yeah. But it's not like women's where there's, like, crazy clothes and... There's a mix. I mean, it's... It's a... This was the first time they've had a men's fashion week in New York in more than a decade. So it was... There wasn't a lot of new stuff. A lot of the designers that showed actually show in Europe first, but there's a whole month of shows in Europe every year. Oh, like the PD stuff? PD is a trade show, but there's also men's runway shows just like in London, Milan, and Paris, just like there are in New York. For a long time, they were just Milan and Paris. Clothes you wore to work or clothes you wore to the club or... A mix. It's it's like any you go to Paris Fashion Week and there's really wearable stuff. There's really avant garde stuff. Same thing with men's. Um, Hey Ralphie, Ralphie, what you doing over there? there? Do you need some help? Hopefully he's not peeing in your. Nah, he's just nesting. Okay. Bag of clothes. Hopefully that's not too loud. Hey Ralphie. That's cool. Okay. Uh, Well, was it fun? Yeah, it was interesting. It was the first time that I've gone to fashion week in a really really long in basically ever where i haven't had to write up every single show well since 2009 yeah so i have it's the first time i haven't had to write up like either review or summarize or report on every single show that i attended i just i did a one big story that was published in the middle of the week kind of an overview of what was going on there i i think it's going to be a loud background noise. There's a dog doing something in the background. Um, Don't worry about it. But it so that was interesting because I kind of just was looking at the clothes. Yeah. I mean, I was also doing background reporting at the same really time. Good. I really liked um, Michael Kors. He's. What kind of clothes does he make? He makes. Clothes Sorry, for rich guys. But I would like to know. Well, I'm still learning menswear too. I mean, I've covered it a bit, but it's it's too it's distracting me. Well, we don't have to gonna, cut this, hey, but Ralphie, you need to make him here. stop. Hey, Ralphie. Ralph. I'll just I'll hold him. We're pausing ten seconds for station ID. Add some color to the to the broadcast. Okay, um, maybe we should get those headphones. So that I can hear myself. What do you mean? Like the ones that Claire and Erica have at their radio show. Uh, Our setup is not sophisticated enough for that. Okay. Anyway, um, Michael Kors, he's just, you know, he's a great designer. He knows what he's talking about. He's good at selling clothes. He did little presentations. He does this for women's resort and pre-fall as well, where it's presentation with probably 40 people, maybe less. And he, the, the models come out and he describes all the clothes and they were, it's, it's for like jet setters. I don't Mm. know. I mean, it's, it's not stuff you would want to wear. Would use it, a lot of helicopter. A lot of the clothes um, <laughs> were actually things that I would want to wear. A real thing. But they're, I mean, they were masculine enough. They just yeah. were, or they were masculine. 
but they just there were things that I would be interested in. Anything I was sitting with not not there not for there. you. But Stephen Allen I thought had a ton of he, so did, he did a show. No, he just did a, appointments. Oh, okay. But um I thought there was a lot of stuff his was kind of inspired by space and there's a shirt with Ooh. little aliens instead of I don't know pin dots or whatever. So Elon Musk has has influenced the fashion world too. Maybe. Um but I thought it was really great and I thought there were things in it that you would definitely want. Um there's cool. another designer called Tim Coppins that I really like. He um he does more I guess it's more st- a little more street influence. It's definitely more something you'd see a guy in London wearing. Mm-hmm. A little more fashiony. I real. I thought his, his stuff was cool, and he worked Big pinstripes. You're funny. No. Um, I don't know. He he did. Oh, oh. <laughs> what was that? Uh, was just Why are you him. messing with him? Do you want this whole <laughs> podcast to be about our dogs' annoying noises? I guess not. Um. Sorry, Ralphie. So he worked with, he did like a lot of sweatshirts and sweaters and shorts, from what I remember. But he worked with Swarovski, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really hard. So Swarovski is this crystal company, and they sponsor, they give young designers money every season, and they help them pay for their runway show. But then you have to use Swarovski crystals in your clothes. And so sometimes it works fine. Sometimes it's really hard. And I thought he used them on um, the shoes and they were kind of matte crystals and they were kind of like round balls. Mm -hmm. And they actually looked really cool. And he did a really good job of using them without it looking, feeling forced, especially Mm -hmm. for menswear. And he's not, you know, He's not the butchest designer, but he's also not super, super femme. So I thought he did a good job of of using something that was probably a challenge. Um, A lot of them showed what was already showed in Europe. Wasn't that exciting. It was a mix. Um, One of the pieces you wrote that I found interesting was that it was sponsored by Amazon. Uh Uh-huh. What's up with that? Why are they doing that? Are they trying to get... Men to buy. Yeah. The only clothes... I've never bought these on Amazon, but I've known guys to buy, like, discount Levi's on Amazon. Like, $20 Levi's. So, they have been trying... They have had kind of a fashion division since 2010, I want to say, and they launched Amazon Fashion. It's, like, titled section, I think, in 2012, and they've done a huge push... They advertise in glossy magazines. They sponsored the Met Ball, which is the big fashion ball at the co- to, that benefits the Costume Institute at the end yeah. of um, at the beginning of May each year, and that's it's like the Oscars of fashion. They sponsored that in 2012. They've done a lot, so they sponsor they're sponsoring I think India Fashion Week as well, hmm. and um, they're sponsoring Men's Fashion Week, and. Yeah, they it's a it, apparel is their fastest growing segment and they want to convince brands to sell with them because it it has such a um Amazon is thought of as a discount site. You go on yeah. there, even if you're buying something that's new, you want to get a discount. Mm-hmm. And so they want to kind of move people away from that idea and they want to create a space that brands will be f- comfortable selling in. Their start. I think that they're. And were they trying to um, influence women who were at Men's Fashion Week, or they're trying to get guys to buy? They're trying to get brands to buy. Oh, so they're not. So, 
the reason, I mean, sponsoring Men's Fashion Week, yes, it's great for the great for publicity. There were tons of stories on it, but Men's Fashion Week itself needs publicity. Women's mm-hmm. Fashion Week kind of gets publicity on its yeah. own. Um, but it, men's is a big segment for them and they do want these brands to be more comfortable with them. They want them to sell more to them. And I think that they're getting there. It's going to take a long time. If you look at a product page, I mean, I said that all of this in my story. Can I buy like a Stephen Allen shirt on there? I don't think Stephen Allen sells directly to them, but, um, you can buy, I don't know, uh, a Lacoste Sure. Oh. Polo. Okay. And directly from Lacoste, not. Oh, so, so they're like. Well, they it's wholesale fulfillment. No, it's wholesale. Uh, directly is the is the wrong word. Um, so they, their fashion section and Amazon Fashion that title operates like a Bloomingdale's operates. Yeah. They buy product from these designers. Hmm. So and they have a warehouse where they photograph it. And try to make it look nice on the product pages, but they want more so they're people. Not letting, they're not using it for Lacoste or someone to sell direct and to then create use a store like now. Fulfillment or something. No, they. I mean, most fashion brands wouldn't have the savvy to be able to handle something like that. Do they want to sell direct through Amazon? I know. No. Why? Why would they? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's hard enough to convince them to let Amazon buy inventory. Yeah. So that's that's the real reason that they did it. That's and cool. I thought that they, you know, the party that they had on the Monday night before it all started was actually really nice. I thought they did a pretty good job. It's not perfect. It wasn't perfect, but it was a good start to something that, you know, men's fashion is a huge fast gro- hugely fast-growing business. Um that, you know, that may have yeah. not been proper English, but you know what I mean. Um, and so it's not a bad idea for, and also one thing that the fashion director of Bergdorf Goodman's men's, men's fashion director said to me was that more than anything that this might do, and this is kind of a trickle down effect, but it, it will let people who are at, in fashion design school at Parsons or at Savannah, um, college of design or whatever it's called. I forget SCAD, um, Savannah College of Art and Design. Um, right now, there, it's not that obvious that you can kind of grow up and become a menswear designer. Mm-hmm. It's really obvious that you can do that with women's wear. And so having a men's fashion week in New York and exposing students to the fact that there are all these cool, you know, new brands coming out of New York. There's one called Ovadia and Sons that's done really well. There's this knitwear brand called Orly. They're they're great and a lot of them are gonna be able to compete on an international level at some point. And there's a guy named Todd Snyder who does a good job. So I think in that way it's interesting too. Yeah. I mean that's really far looking far so ahead. Is there gonna but be another one? There's definitely going to be one next January. Then I so it's think be twice a year. It will be twice a year if it if it's successful enough. I mean, the thing is, the the things that will deem it successful are: can we can they keep getting sponsors? And two, can they get design more designers to show? So Calvin Klein is an American brand. They've showed their men's collection here in New York a few times a few years back, but typically they show in Milan. Their designers Italian, yeah, but. 
they've always and he's lived in New York for 15 years they've always showed in Milan if they can get someone like him, him to show here instead instead they had John Varvato's show here who's an American designer but the thing is I'd say most of his business is probably here anyway or in Asia not in Europe he usually shows in Milan so I mean, that's that's me projecting. I'm actually not sure, but I think a big part of his business is here, so it's a little different. He's not he he's not, you know, it's not like having a Calvin or um, even someone like Philip Lim who shows his menswear in Paris it would be nice for him to show here. I think that a bunch of them are going to have to show here. And then Tom Brown shows his collection in Paris. He showed another, he showed a different collection in, in New York than he showed in Paris, but it was kind of a repeat of something he had done in the past. So it wasn't a completely new collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that. Is it, is it also do the same thing where they flips the seasons where like in the spring it's fall stuff? Um It's a little, it's even further ahead. Yeah. I think that what we were looking at was, I don't even know. It was spring 2016. It's really far ahead. Okay. But that's also when they do all the buying. So the weird thing was. Remember, is it first and foremost, this is for merchants and not for like consumers. So the weird thing was in the past, a lot of men's brands have shown at Women's Fashion Week in September. But the problem with that is that all the buys are over. So it was literally just for editorial, just mm-hmm. for editors. But the thing is, what editor cares about a menswear show during Women's Fashion Week in New York when there are 250 designers showing? Right. So a couple people were doing well with that, but a lot of them felt like they weren't getting enough attention. So this this definitely was a great press moment for them. And we'll see if, if more people... London started something similar um two or three years ago and it's done really well for them but they also have a lot of young designers new york does too but um maybe even more in in london and they also burberry moved their show there so burberry showed their um, men's show in milan for years and they moved it to london London. they've been showing their women's wear in london for a long time now too but um that kind of gave the two days or three days legitimacy. So we'll see. It was interesting. Uh, Speaking of Amazon discounting, Mm -hmm. prime socks, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Today we um, learned a little about jet.com. Yeah. What's up with that? I I do. I need to log in. I think it, Do I need to buy it. No. Right. So basically it's kind of like, Costco online. Mm-hmm. Jet is the shopping cart membership that gets you club price savings on just about every, anything you buy. Okay. So I think you pay 50 bucks a year and then you get cheap stuff. I don't know. Do we need this? Well, here's the thing that's weird about Kumail it. Nanjani, Kumail Nanjani explaining it. Well, maybe we, maybe we can that watch later. that afterward. But here's the thing that I didn't get from it. What is it going to do for me that Amazon doesn't do? Now, there are apparently some discounts on other websites 
So if you click, yeah, it looks like if you called Jet Anywhere. Yeah, and this is like basically an affiliate model where if you buy stuff, you get a thirty. Other sites, you get credit to use at Jet. The the issue looks like if you buy an Apple. I don't really know. But it, to me, it looks kind of like what our airline miles. Right, yeah. like, the, And I'd rather get airline miles. Well. Right? Yeah, maybe. If depends on the number. I mean, this looks like 30% jet cash at Nike. It's pretty good. That's, that's a lot better than you're going to get. They, I mean, they have miles. pretty good brands on there. Apple's 5%. I mean. But if you're that, buying a computer. Are you actually getting well, it cash tells back? You there. You also have to forward an email and stuff, which sounds very... Um, yeah, because they're trying to see what you're buying at other sites. It sounds... Um, I don't know. A I'll little laborious. I'm not quite sure that um, I need this to spend 50 more bucks a year. Is that a kind on there? I don't know. Um, one interesting thing is that someone did some reporting because basically if they don't stock something, they like buy it for you uh, on another site. That's and weird. People, so I forgot who published the story, but apparently they were like buying stuff from Walmart and sending it to you at like half the price. Wow! The, didn't they raise two hundred million dollars or something insane? Something crazy. Yeah, they have a lot of cash. Well, anyway, if you're using Jet.com, let us know and let us know if you like it or not. Maybe if we do if a it lot is... of subscribe and save here. They have Pellegrino water. What? Can you get that on Amazon? Subscribe and save. No. I mean, that's the only... There's Amazon Grocery, which we've never even touched. The, this is weird. <laughs> the, that's the one thing I'm I'm curious about, because all the stuff that we get on Subscribe and Save that's food, I feel like half the time it turns up stale. Like our Mary's Gone Crackers. Those are fine. But a couple times we've ordered them, they've been stale. No, we ordered some random kale chips that Oh, uh, okay. The crackers have always been fine. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, jet.com, let us know if you're using it or not. If it's like Costco, we don't need that, right? Because we don't really ever need to buy anything in bulk. Well, the problem with Costco is that it's so far away. Well, also, buying in bulk is bad. And the world is moving away from that. Hey, I like grocery shopping every day. Yeah. And oh, also, it's not good for anything. There's a There was a great article a while ago about this. Hmm. So why why would why would they start something that is com- the complete antithesis of where consumerism is moving toward? Because um, Americans spend a shitload of money at Costco. Yeah, but they're pro- <laughs> have you looked at Costco's annual sales? Um, Let's look that up because I bet that they're not doing so hot. We're because uh, consumer um, buying behavior is changing and people are spending more money on less things i don't i don't know if that is a math trend or a that it's true in apparel it's true so costco is trading near their year high a little bit okay but let's see where they're let's hear we're using this old computer yeah the costco's been doing pretty well Let's see, their analyst estimates expect them to grow 3% this quarter and 4% this year. That's not that great. 
to $117 billion in revenue. Okay. <laughs> so it's fine. But that's like basically not growing. Yeah, but that's like all grocery, ch- all, all retail is like is growing faster than the gap. That's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think people still are not going to. Okay, well. They expect growth to accelerate next year to 8%. Okay, well, this is what I think. I think that we shouldn't use Jet until someone says it's really awesome. All right. Well, if you're loving Jet and you get some uh, referral. Wait, what is this thing? Can you go? What's that? Aquaball, naturally flavored water. But it has a a Disney character on it. Yep. Is it Rapunzel? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's Rapunzel. Aquaball naturally flavored water. Yeah. Uh, Why does it? Disney princess including. Is it supposed to be Oh, it's Cinderella? This is a typo. That's really weird. Want to be as healthy and courageous as a Disney princess? Try this product out. Our Aquaballs are a good source of vitamins B3. This is ridiculous. That's super creepy. Why would you buy. This is 12 ounces of water. Well, how many? So. Oh, so look, so they're showing you... What you get on Amazon? Yeah, they're showing Amazon prices. It's the same price, though, right? Mix of fruit punch-flavored Aquaball. Oh. Should we order some? No. That's Here, so gross. Here, there's a against, uh, California residents. What's it say? <laughs> this Proposition 65 requires businesses to notify Californians about significant amounts of chemicals in the products they purchase. Oh. All right, well, we've enjoyed our time on Jet.com. Yeah, that's real funny. Um, what else were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about the movie we watched yesterday. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Dior, Dior and I. I. That was really good. So so do you want to talk about it a little bit? Well, yeah. It was uh, it was a documentary mm-hmm. that we watched on iTunes about uh, the new Dior designer, Raph Simons. Yeah, he's not that new at this point. He's been there for a couple of years. A couple of but... years. Uh how he was installed and had to do his first show very quickly in like eight weeks instead of four to five months. And it was four good. to six it was months. Just like you know, a slice of uh, what it's like to get a new job and become everyone's boss and have a vision and be very emotional about it and build a product and ship it yeah. on time. I loved it. Yeah, it was really good. He's great. He's one of was, my favorite designers. It was appropriately <clears throat> long, which is like 90 minutes, perfect mm-hmm. for a documentary. Yeah, I There's thought it was worse nice. Than a three hour documentary. I, and I think that, I don't know, would you say that someone who doesn't really have a huge interest in fashion would find it interesting? Um, I don't. I would say it wasn't really about fashion as much as it's no. about the creative process. So yeah, yeah absolutely. There, like the design elements, the production elements, the supply chain, the just like managing people, language barriers. Even if you just like Paris, there's beautiful yeah. shots of Paris. I I would say the the most compelling element to, for me was the development of this fabric that they um that was inspired by a sterling ruby painting and and the way he so the wanted that someone said it looked like a watermelon yeah and the thing was the woman who the textile person on his staff said we can't do it we can't do it and he said i want to try even if we're trying until the last minute 
And she said it was the first time she'd ever developed a fabric and brought it in without testing it. So getting a swatch or whatever to see if it looked right. And it looked perfect. I mean, it was a really interesting, um, it was a really interesting technique where instead of having woven fabric and then um, printing a print on the woven fabric, each like piece of yarn was printed so that when you wove it together, it looked like um, it it formed a print. So yeah. it was really, um, oh, it was, it was just so gorgeous and cool. really cool. And yeah, I he's he's just a great designer and and how's he done? Really well. I think that um, the one weird thing about that movie is they don't talk about the fact that John Galliano was there for 15 years. And John Galliano is the one who had that – he he was filmed drunk saying all these racial anti-Semitic things. Oh, so that's why – so he so he John Gall- yeah so John uh, Galliano got fired who is now at Maison Margiela and doing beautiful work especially in couture but he got fired and so they needed to replace him and they didn't know uh, there were all these rumors but the weird thing was that the last three collections that Ralph Simons did at the last house he was at which was this minimalist house called Jill Sander were very mid He was obsessed with the mid-century, and they were beautiful. They're, the last collection he did there is one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. fashion collections, especially of the era that I've been covering stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just think his clothes have a lot of energy. There are some people that don't love them, but a lot of critics really love them. Kathy Horn, the former fashion critic of the New York Times, who is who's in the movie and is kind of the foremost critic of our era she really likes his work um i i think he's great i just his clothes have he they have a lot of energy and a lot of mar um modernity modern am i you know i miss modernity modernity yeah um and they i really i love them he did one season he did these like early century nightgowns and they looked amazing. Cool. I think he's great. And I, and he, I do like that. He's so emotional. I think that's nice in, but not in an annoying way in this really heartfelt way. um, Genuine. Yeah. So, um, you could see that he was the kind of person who put all of himself into his work. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was really well done and I appreciated that you watched it with me and shared that with me. Yeah, it was good. Since I've watched iTunes, a lot of Apple like Keynotes with you. Yeah, thank you for that. It's fun. Um, has there been an Apple Keynote since our last show? Probably. Uh, yeah, but I don't yeah. know if I've watched that one. It's fine. It's, that was... Um, actually, no, I don't think there has been. I think that was in that was in early June. Okay. So. Uh, but we should do another show before the new iOS comes out. Yeah, when is that? Sometime in September, so we have time. Okay. I'm running it on the iPad right now. And it's We're going to bring our stuff to L.A.? No. Maybe. I think that's silly, right? Well, we could have guests, special guests. Mm-hmm. The Hemingway's retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what was the other topic we were going to Everlane. Oh, yeah, Everlane. Yeah, so Lauren had a big story last week. Yes. Lauren, tell us about it. So we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, actually. Um, Everlane hired Everlane, which is this direct to consumer San Francisco based startup that does minimalist basics for cheap. Um, you know, they 
have the whole Warby Parker model of cutting out the middleman so they, you know, something that's 50 bucks would cost you 115 in a store or what have you, like a pair of shorts. They charge 50. They say they would actually be 115 if they were going through normal retail. Um, and so they... Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. But whatever. It's it's very altruistic. But the thing is that the clothes are really great. And yeah. what I've been saying for years is that the Gap should buy Everlane or the Gap should be Everlane because it really is what, you know, when we loved the Gap in the 90s, it's the kind of stuff that we... Sensible, basic. Yeah. And the, that we wanted to wear. It's it's It never... It's t-shirts and jeans. Well, yeah. they actually don't do jeans, but t-shirts and khakis and like great anorak, great leather goods. I own a ton like, of stuff. Uh, solid uh, cashmere sweaters. And yeah, that kind of yeah. Um, so, but they're still young. They're very new. And so this week they hired. What's up with Ralphie? He's being really weird. From he's fine. We might have to cut some of this out. Um, so this week, they hired Rebecca Bay, who's the former creative director of The Gap, who was ousted last year because she didn't get along with the merchandising team and she wasn't getting along with the executives, reportedly. Um, and she, before that, she had become famous because she was kind of the first creative director and the person behind the concept for COS, which is H&M's kind of higher-end um, minimalist brand that does you know runway style stuff for cheaper but it's not cheapo the way yeah. h&m we've is. been obsessed with it for a while yeah time. and it, it she was a big re- i mean she was the creator of it she was the reason for it and i actually when she left noticed a, a shift and everybody was kind of like oh it's not as good as it used to be and i really think that does have to do with the fact that she left um is she european yeah she's danish oh. so she left Gap at the beginning of this year. It obviously was never going to work, it, it, unfortunately. I actually bought a couple great things that she made that were only available online in really minimum, like in zero, size 0 to 10. They didn't even have them in the full range of sizes, which is so silly. You okay, Ralphie? His tongue is wagging a lot. Yeah, it's warm. Okay, um... But so Everlane hired her to be their head of product and design. And, and the guy, Michael Pressman, who's the CEO and founder of Everlane, basically said they had a pretty good design team, but he was thinking five years ahead. And, you know, as they scale and they get bigger and there's more demand, that he needed someone who had a vision, who could kind of scale it. Right now they, they introduce one or two new products a week. She can take that and and introduce ten or what have you if they need to. Um, and so they hired her. I think it was also, you know, just a a move. They they're not. He's not raising a ton of money. They haven't opened stores. This is something to kind of boost their take it to the next. level. Yeah. So it's interesting. We'll see. I mean, it might not work. It, what, what's her style that, that will or will not change whatever Lane does? I think one thing is that they have not been great about fit. Um, 
and they have not been great about. Um, yeah, isn't there a show where we complained about the Everlane shirt you bought me for Christmas? Yeah, which looked like well, a smock. A big part of that is is communicating how it fits. So what they should have said was that that this shirt is cut for people who are really broad shouldered and narrow in the waist, which is no Americans. <laughs> so, oh, great. so that kind of thing. So it's communicating that, but it's also, um, you know, you never know what was going on behind the scenes there. And there might've been a lack of, you know, what do we do next is a lot of, they, they need to be thinking, you know, 12 to 18 months ahead and maybe they weren't. Yeah. And also, there were things, I mean, I loved all the products, but our, my friend Britt, our friend Britt, who's been on this podcast, said she has returned everything that she's had, that she's bought from there other than one shirt. Huh. Um, For, because of fit or? Because other? of fit, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I've returned, I've returned a couple things, I think, but in general, I've kept stuff, but it also fits me the way I like stuff to fit. But I have not bought a pair of pants from there because I just figured eh, they probably don't have the capacity. The other thing is that they're very into transparency about their factories. So they work with factories that have really high standards and they also you know, travel, the CEO travels the world finding these factories and developing these relationships. It's going to take them a while to find the factories that make the stuff the the way they want it to, to look or to just work with those factories long enough to get it right. Um, that kind of stuff. It's, it's kind of a, a grown-up approach. I mean, to be honest, I think they had a, have a great brand and I'm not sure that they need her, but maybe, you know, they could use her. Are they going to start having like fluorescent print? Fluorescent, uh... Well, she actually made a comment and about, Oh, we need to decide whether or not to work with color or like how to work with color. And everything is very like drab. And that's what she likes. Uh-huh. And that was a huge thing at the gap. There was a business week article the big profile of her and it and she mentioned that she likes dark you know drab colors and the merchandisers were like no americans love color but that's what's wrong with the gap that's funny because you would walk into costs and there would be like epic orange well yeah but she also does i also fluorescent orange yeah but fluorescent is different from the colors that the gap was showing do you know what i mean yeah there's some weird Colors well, it's just uh, it's just more standard stuff. Whereas she has a an odder sense of color, but I think you know you could use a shot of something. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think it's going to change. Jeans? Maybe someday. I don't think Should it's going to change as drastically as jeans are hard, and it's really hard to do jeans cheaply that that look good. But um, I don't. I think, but I think it's interesting because you say they're like trying to do good factories but they're yeah. not they're specifically not trying to only do u.s stuff oh like, no i, I mean that's any, impossible do they do US. some t-shirts and things in la uh-huh. um it's like it's virtually impossible like, yep this is in china well yeah and they do Learn their handbags in italy but they do their silk shirts in china but you can't most stuff 
I mean, that's that's something. Did we do a Made in Amer- Made in USA podcast? I feel like we Probably did. Probably four or five. It's just not everything should be made here, and maybe it could be someday. But is that really what we have to decide whether or not that's what we want people to be doing? Like, do we want people working in factories? Is that how we should be using our, you know, intellectual resources? I don't have that answer. I think to an extent the answer is yes, but that's a political conversation. And so instead of tackling that and struggling, he has decided to go to the source and find the best best places. Well... Let's keep an eye on it. Yeah, it's how interesting. Long, how long do you think it'll be until any visible? She said six happen? months. Yeah, I think it may be sooner. I think she's underestimating how quickly they develop because, unlike a normal department store or a normal specialty retailer like the Gap, which develops products six to ten months ahead, or you know six to eighteen months ahead, these these sites are iterative. They develop one product and release it. So I think she said six months. I think it will be a little bit sooner than that. Um, and she said 12 to 18 months to really have a sense of what she's she's going to accomplish. And are they mostly women's or men's stuff? They have both women's know, and men's. Like, what do they think sells better? Who's no, actually I didn't stuff ask there? them about that, but I think it's probably split pretty evenly. Huh. Um, cool. Because they have... Ooh, we could use our... Uh... Slice intelligence contacts. I can. I could have asked them that. <laughs> yeah, it's no. not. Um. I'm sure they would have told me, or at, at least, you know, given me some sort of idea. But I have a feeling it's pretty even. They do cool. have a lot of events and a lot of branding things, but it's mostly around women's stuff. The yeah. stuff that women would be more interested in. So in that way. But I also think like I've bought you stuff on there. I think it's a place where a lot of women buy stuff for men. Yeah. Um. Do I remember correctly that when I wanted to buy a bunch of socks, they weren't making socks? They don't make socks, no. Yeah, they gotta get in there. Yeah, you should at them and, and say that. All right, I'll, I'll do that. Well, Ralford is being really cute right now. I wish we could photograph it. Um, we could. Put it up on, on the blog? Maybe. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Any Apple Watch updates? Uh, Apple Watch update. I just got a notification that Drizzle is starting soon. Ooh, ooh, I got that too. Ten minutes ago, though. Um, Apple Watch update. I like my Apple Watch. I don't have anything new to say yet. I'm very excited about the new apps that are coming later this year, probably September and of September, that are actually going to run on the mm-hmm. watch instead of on the phone. Um, but other than that, all is all is good in Apple Watch. When do you plans. think that third party, those third party bands, are going to start coming out? They have. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen anything I like. Well, <laughs> me neither. But if you search Amazon, there are a lot of third-party oh, really? bands. I just want and a you know navy rubber some? strap. No, I haven't seen anything like that yet. I've seen some ridiculous-looking stuff at like Best Buy. It's like transparent, clear straps with weird writing. I don't on think it I was hoping Madewell was going to do them, but I don't think they Story. are. I think Christmas we'll see a lot of Apple Watch bands. That's why I'm very excited for this year's Tokyo trip. There's going to be some weird <laughs> bands. That's true. Very excited. Uh, cool. All right. I'll have a good summer. Thanks for everything. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, you should send us questions because we'll do a show in a week or two. Yeah. Um, we'll do one next Sunday. It's my birthday. Yeah, we'll do one on Lauren's birthday then. Yeah, it'll um, be fun. Hello at the needle on the mouse dot com. Please send compliments Twitter, and questions. Mouse. Complaints. Complaints also, but since it's my birthday, maybe more yeah, compliments. Say something nice to Lauren, but not creepy. Not creepy. Um, sorry, Ralford was being obnoxious today. He knows what he's doing, though. He's sitting on my lap and knows he's being... Now he's being super cute, so we should go so we can play with him. Thank you. Our our theme music is by Alan Lawrence. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan, new dad. Say hi to Ken. (laughs) That's his baby's name, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. hope that was right. Bye. Bye.